Welcome to a new week here on SV Pod. I'm Scott Van Pelt with my guy, Stanford Steve. Bengals, Rams, Super Bowl 56. I mean, what? Yeah, that's here. What? what? Come on. It's amazing, isn't it? It's crazy. I've said it to myself for two days now. The Bengals are going to the freaking Super Bowl. Uh, and it's I- awesome. Yeah, it is. It, it's it, there's a lot there's a lot about it that we'll discuss. But I have to start with something completely unrelated because if I don't talk about it, I'm going to forget. And it, yeah. it, I feel like it's important. I want people out there to know something about me that I don't think they know, but they oh. should know this because maybe it's going to make them see me in a different light. I really like Bitto Honey, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, I was going to say when you like something, there's no like. Yeah, it's all right. You will pulverize bit of honey candies. Yep. And and I here in the office in DC, they have they have little candy jars for all the daytime people, but we're here at night like like squatters. I mean, we're they I don't know what we're I don't know who to leave my I need to sort this out. I need to find out where I leave the dough for the people that, that put out the various candies cuz I discovered a jar on Sunday night, and I saw Biddle Honey, and I let out an audible, ooh, and then I proceeded to eat, conservatively, 23 of them. Come on. No, I ate like 11. Now, those are, because you're you're not like a hard candy guy that's going to take too long. Yep. You're a chocolate guy that you could just eat as fast as possible. Yep. Um. So but let me, t- but let me tell you honey, something. Uh, that's see, a little bit of a challenge. But see, let me tell you something. Here's the thing for the bit of honey fans out there. And let's just say somebody sent you some sweet tarts. Like a, they, they found some. Did they send them or just send you a picture? No, people Did, are just sending me pictures now. Well, send them the candy, people. Don't just send them a picture. Don't taunt them with candy pictures. Send them the candy. I love the sweet tarts, too. And I like chocolate, too. And bit of honey is the kind of thing that I don't think of it. But when I see it. Mm-hmm. I did what ha- what happened Sunday happened. I eat an 11 of them. And the thing about a bit of honey is if you buy them in the store, it's sort of fresh and there's a, a they're kind of pliable. But when you get those old ones, for all anyone knows, they've been around since 1987 and they're the consistency of a brick. I was going to say more of a wax brick. A, a, a waxy brick. But if you chew it for a little bit, it gets to the point where you can. But there's a good chance like a filling or a crown could come out with the bit of honey. But that's a risk I'll take. It's got a weird texture. I can't believe you like it. You're a big yeah. texture guy. Yeah, it's like a candly, waxy. It's, it's, there's a lot that's Brick. wrong with it. I just want everyone to know I really I'm here for the bit of honeys. And if you think more of me, great. And if you think less of me, I don't give a because I like Biddle Honeys. Good for you. I just was very slow to try them because they don't look great. It's a um, definitely an acquired thing. I don't know what to yeah. like. If you, I wouldn't try to tell somebody else to like them. I'm just admitting that I do. Uh, okay. So I feel good about that. Uh, also, here in the, in the upstairs calf, they have Charleston shoes. That's another old person candy that I will wreck. Whoa. Remember the flavored ones? Yeah. I just want the chocolate. It's a yeah. dark chocolate and some kind of nougat peanutty kind of thing that gets caught in your teeth for sure. I'll eat them as well. Charleston uh, shoes, you got to be careful, though, because if you haven't had one in a while, they're yep. up for the fight. They will fight you. <laughs> Those first couple minutes, you got to be ready to go. <laughs> you gotta because be- you, you <laughs> could get caught with a little with a little <laughs> session. You're like, whoa, that's, that's it's a, a little call. stronger than I thought the old chew yeah. man. Yeah, that's not that's not for the for the weeks weeks no. uh, youngsters. It's a gr- that's an adults candy right there, kids. Before we move on, check out First Draft with Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates every Monday and Thursday. The guys are keeping tabs on the NFL draft. You can listen to First Draft wherever you get your podcasts or watch the show on YouTube. And Thirty for Thirty has a new entry in the award winning film series on the way. The Tuck Rule examines one of the most controversial plays in sports history. For the first time, Charles Woodson and Tom Brady discussed the call that changed it all. Watch it live February the 6th, 8 Eastern time on ESPN, or watch it the next day on ESPN Plus, or presumably any day after that on ESPN Plus. I assume it's going to be there. It might not. I don't know. I'm just, I'm guessing. 
but I'd watch it immediately just in case. What if it was never on again? Then you never saw it. Then you'd be like, I should have watched it. All right. Good, good promo there. Okay. Back to Bengals Rams. Yeah. And you, you start Bengals for the, for the most obvious of reasons, which is it's 21, three chiefs. And exactly what you said last week was happening. Mm-hmm. It was, it was easy. It was, we're comfortable on this stage because we've been here. We're at home. We played here four straight years. You haven't been on this stage. And it was name the score. That's what we were looking at. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't. Now, I'm really hesitant to say what happened at the end of the first half was a big deal. So I ask you, you're getting the second half kickoff. It's 21-10. The Bengals have just scored. You get down there. You got nine seconds. Mm -hmm. When Mahomes on that first play rolls left, doesn't have anything, and just throws it at the feet in the in the end zone of his receivers. I just assume he's like, the hell with it. We'll kick our field goal. We get the kick off the second half. Let's go. I was surprised that they that they ran another down. And then I was even more surprised that when they ran that down, it wasn't a bang bang throw. I, I just it was really odd to me to see an offense that I I start to say buttoned up. It's not that it's buttoned up because they get so many things off schedule, but it's just, it was that play in that spot to me was baffling. And I just, I wonder how, what you thought of it in real time. Well, I'm not surprised by any more anymore when people go for it. I, I would kick the field goal in a second right there. Uh, You go up um, 14, you're getting the ball and now you really put the strain on the Bengals because now they got to be perfect. And Nothing they do down there, Scott, is quick. You know, they got the Kelsey at quarterback. They got the fake shovel pass, reverse screens, all that stuff. All that stuff takes takes a lot of time. So as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, they don't run goal line fades. They There's a good chance this is going to be the last play of the half, and they're just going for it. And then you see how it plays out. It's like rule number one. You don't, with, when clock's an issue, you don't throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage. You just, you, you can't do that. And I just think it showed a lot. I think, you know, Mahomes asking for the timeout, not knowing what they have. Um, I think it exposed them a little bit because to me, Kansas City was going to be the big bravado and say, listen, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it our way. And they, the decisions were their way. But I will say on the other side, for Cincinnati, think about what they needed right, to win this game. And it goes back to the drive right before that possession. You have to score, all right? You have to score a touchdown there to get it to two possessions, 21-10. But then what do you do? You look up at the clock and you're like, oh, there's too much time for the Chiefs. They're going to I said it on SportsCenter last night. The first thing I did when Pierre Ryan scored was look at the clock. It said 105, and I just laughed. I'm like, well, it'll be 28-10 at the halftime. Go ahead. So... Now you're at 21-10. They're getting the ball 105. Here's what you have to do in order to possibly win this game. You have to not give up points to Kansas City here at the end of the first half. You have to not, and they don't. They get away. All right, Casey gets the ball to start the second half. You can't give up points there. You have to get this game tied at 21 because if they score again, your chances are really, really slim of tying this game up. And they get to stop again. And then they turn it over, but then they get it back again. And then they get their own turnover. Like think about the things that had to happen for Cincinnati to win this game. And they all involved Kansas city, not scoring one more point and Kansas and Cincinnati getting two more scores. All that happened in Arrowhead. That's great. That never happens. No, it never happens. And that's no. why it was so fascinating to watch. Like, cause you know, I, I'm I watch. You know, the Chiefs are always on. We're always watching. It's like, all right, here we go, third and eight. They'll figure something out here, and then boom, he's on his back, and then there's an overthrow, and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, here, this is this is turning here, man. And that fourth quarter drive to get the last field goal for the Bengals. I mean, Burrow, just just being so smart. I was watching back some some cutups today about how they disguise it as like a cover two shell. It looks like two man, but they're actually double and chase with one of the safeties. So now it's man and everybody's running out of there and he's just running, takes 10 yards when it's third and seven. So smart. 
it was smart, but it was also incredible. Like he got out of a couple of spots that felt a lot like what Mahomes did to Buffalo the week before. I mean, it's third and eight and he's dead to rights. Yeah. No, he's not Jones. Bring him down. I don't know, (laughs) but he didn't. And this dude's leg snapped in half last year. And he's like, it's third and seven. And he did the Mahomes. He escaped. And then he did that thing where he got right to the line and stuck the ball out. And it had to feel really almost like an ominous feeling to see a guy younger than your guy mm-hmm. who's fearless come mm-hmm. into your place and do to you what your guy's done to so many other people. And the, and look, Kansas City, we all famously know the 24 nothing. They're down to the Texans in the second quarter and they lead by halftime. We know they can avalanche you. This was different. And in, in, and in a sense, if that to that. I believe feels more ominous. Like if you get hit by a tidal wave, you just look up like we've all been at the beach unless you're in the Midwest and you're not near the ocean, but here's what happens. (laughs) You realize that there's a giant wave coming and you learn, well, I just duck and it'll wash over me and then it'll be gone. Or you try to fight the wave and then you get flipped upside down. You don't know which way's up. Snot's coming out of your nose, your bathing suits down to your ankles and you think I'll never get in the water again, but that's the chiefs. They're that big wave. Boom. That yesterday wasn't a wave. It was this slow creep of the tide coming in and Kansas city had to feel like they were stuck and it's going to, uh Oh, like, is it going to catch us? Is it going to get to the point where we're, wait, we're going to be underwater here. Oh my God, we're underwater. And it happens slowly. And, and listen, here's the thing about Mahomes. Is he breathtakingly talented? Yep. Does he do things like that first touchdown pass to Mahone, to to Hill that you go, oh, oh my God, just jaw dropping. Then does he do stuff like the second t- the first touchdown to, to Kelsey, which was the second touchdown of the game, that you just shake your head and go, that would suck so bad. Yep, he does that too. Mm-hmm. But you said it last week. You're not always your best. Mm-hmm. And as great as he is, he's allowed to not be great. And he wasn't yesterday. He wasn't. And I thought he looked absolutely shook in overtime. When they got down there close, didn't score. He tried that run around in circles thing and Hubbard was all over him repeatedly. The, the Cincinnati defense did an amazing job not letting him get outside the ends. And I don't know if he was shook by the fact that on second down, maybe he missed a Kelsey that was open. I don't know, but he takes a sack. Then he nearly fumbles it away. And if you go back and look at the, he threw three passes in overtime. He overthrew the first pass on first down. He almost threw a pick six to Eli Apple on the second down. And on third down, it's a tremendous play to not interfere by Bates to knock it up in the air. And Von Bell picks it. Those are his three overtime passes. Mm -hmm. And that's after a second half where they didn't have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so to so all credit in the world to Cincinnati, but also the recognition that sometimes the very best aren't great. And Mahomes was not great on Sunday. And it's jarring, Steve, because it just is nothing we've seen. We've not seen that from them once, not one time. Correct. And that's where I think they kind of got in their own way, Scott. When you go back and look at it. What do you mean? Look, look what doing they were look what they were doing at first down in the first half. McKinnon was doing whatever he wanted. Handing it to McKinnon. They just stopped. They stopped doing that. And then I think Mahomes just got really stubborn. When when you look at the the little things that Cincinnati did on the on the play that ends up being the fumble right before the game time field goal at the end of regulation, he's got Kelsey. I thought so too. On a short route. And he doesn't, and it's like he's just so stubborn. He wants to do it his way. And same thing earlier in the third quarter, I think it was first or second possession, where they're still up 21-10. And he's he's got Kelsey a yard short of the sticks that he's made to throw a million times. He tries to go for it and he overthrows Pringle. Um, it was just, I thought it was stubborn. It was almost him saying, I don't care what you're trying to do. And I know he didn't have all his offensive line, but it's kind of like what Tampa did to him last year in the Super Bowl. They dared him. Yeah. They dared him and, and it, make him get rid of the ball quick, and he wouldn't do it. And, I mean, I 
I couldn't believe I, I like when that ball went on the ground, the last play of regulation, I'm like, Oh my God, me it's too. Fi- it's finally caught up uh, to him. So, and then they it, win the toss and you're like, here yeah. we go, man. And look, this is the point that a lot of people make. Hey, you can play defense. You're right. You're right. But you know, the difference is that the, that Cincinnati defense spent most of the second half keep getting them off the field. They weren't nearly as gassed as Buffalo was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they weren't as jarred, I don't think. They weren't as stunned. They were coming off an emotional high of they had first and goal at the five and didn't score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. We forced overtime. It, it they, they entered overtime, even though losing the coin toss clearly is jar is it sucks. They 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 entered it, I think, with a completely different mindset than Buffalo did the week before. And I went back and looked at this this year and I went back and looked at their schedule. I'm speaking of the Bengals now. And, you know, because I think we all remember how Kansas City's year went. There was that stretch where we kind of doubted him and then they figured it out. And I mean, they're, they they looked in 21 to three. They looked like the juggernaut Chiefs. And I'm thinking, you know, what, Cincinnati, you're probably a year ahead of schedule, at least anyway. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a, a success. You haven't won a playoff game since 1990. The team you beat was called the Houston Oilers. They don't exist. Well, they do, but they're now the Tennessee Titans. This is a success. It's been good. But now well, they got another game to play. And I went back and I looked. Steve, they they were five and four and mm-hmm. had just lost to the Jets, Jets and, and got Cleveland. their doors and got their doors blown yeah. off at home by Cleveland. And that was at the place where you thought, all right, Cleveland's gonna get it in gear. They'll figure some stuff out. And Cincinnati, all right, whatever. They'll they're fun to watch. It's it's good, whatever. From that point, you know. Cincinnati, particularly in the end, it's it's do they dazzle you sometimes? But but I think yesterday's when you when you can win a game like that, mm. where Chase isn't 13 for 260 and three touchdowns, but he made the massive play that got him the touchdown that allowed the game to be tied. You know, when you're leaning on Higgins, Uzama gets hurt, but you figure it out. You can lean on you can lean on Mixon. And Burrow makes the plays that matter when they have to be made. That's more encouraging than winning with Flash and Sizzle. That's yesterday was 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 a MacGyver deal. Like I got bubblegum, I got bubblegum, I got a I got a, a frisbee, then I got an old piece of ham. All right, I'm gonna make a bomb. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have everything yesterday, but damn if they didn't find out how to win. That's the most impressive part to me. Is it wasn't a jaw-dropping performance. It was just a rugged, tough, mentally mental fortitude, resilient, all the cliches. God, I can't believe they won that game, and they did. They did. And like I said, you, it's, it's, it's awesome to see because when you factor in the Chiefs' visual of this, we've seen them get out of trouble time after time after time, and no one has been able to overcome that. And um, they just they just stayed with it. And and, and admit this so good. Admit the, for them, like for Cincinnati, well done. Like yeah. you did the impossible. You you solved the riddle. And and America, everybody out there that was pulling for the Bills last week. Buffalo fans and otherwise, when it's 21 to three, you're just shaking your head going, nobody can beat them. Mm-hmm. Buffalo had their shot. They couldn't. And now, now it's this again. And you're doing your head. You're doing your head. You're going, well, can, which one of the, which one of the late game teams can give them a game? Maybe yeah, the Rams probably could, you know, both of them probably could, but then all of a sudden, you know, wait a minute now, look at these mm-hmm. Bengals. Uh, how about that? Well, good for them. They're still fighting. It's incredible. And though I wrote one big thing about it that, and, and Bengals fans, they'll never take it in the spirit I intended. My point is just enjoy this moment. It's easy to think, oh, this is this is ah, this is who we are now. Eh, this is who you are right now. Enjoy and, right now. Enjoy right and, now. And that's that's the one thing I never try and do. I never do, Scott. And I actually caught myself last night driving home. And I just think about teams because this is divisional weekend is the best because we get four games. But this one, knowing how close you could be, and, and we've seen every kind of outcome happen here. I remember, um, I remember being little, and the Redskins played Barry. Barry Sanders beat Dallas the year before Dallas made their run, and it was. I remember being little, and, and it was like Barry Sanders has a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and then um, my dad's like, "No, he doesn't." 
because they're going to get killed this week by Washington. Washington's the best team in football, and you will see that. Dallas is a year away. You'll see that. And now I I, I have to, I, I think, I mean, look at how fast things change in this league. And I'm just saying, this Mahomes contract has to start kicking in. That's got to affect the roster. Kelsey is as good as there is. I think he's 32. Is he? He's up, he's up there now. Like, I mean, just look how close it. Look at what you let, let you gave away as an op- a possible ring, man. Like that, that that is scary to think about because you talk about it all the time. When you're that close, you got to seize the moment. You got to take advantage of it. Well, because the, I, I just the, think about that. Well, because you have to, man, because they were anointed. They were going to be the next dynasty and they won the one and then they didn't win one. And now they didn't get there. And it's harder than you think. It's so hard to win. And I traded messages with with Kelsey on on Monday. And he's like, man, it's just amazing how 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 fragile and how thin Mm -hmm. the line is. He, he totally gets it. We were play away last week. We were on the right side of it. This week, we're a play away. We're on the wrong side of it. Like, what's the difference? What's the difference between Buffalo and Cincinnati and Kansas City? A play. Same thing I said last week. I mean, I don't want to get redundant, but look at it, man. It's right in front of your face. Again, it's a play. And they were certainly deserving. If they had they gone, everybody would have just shrugged and gone, of course they do. They're the Chiefs. They do it. They figure it out. It's first and goal from the five. People on the internet, let them score. No, don't let them score. It's a three-point game. Trust the same defense that got to stop before halftime. Hold them to a field goal. Try to win it in overtime. You might. Damn if they didn't. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And they play the Rams, who erased a double-digit deficit. I'm going to start with this because I think Garoppolo just played with a broken friggin' thumb or whatever it was. And he admitted to, who is it, Silver? Was it was it this, this article with Silver? I think it was. Like, hurt on every single throw. Shoulders messed up. Thumbs messed up. Everybody just talks about how the end like well there's garoppolo let me tell you something who's the goat brady are you an old school guy you want to say montana you want to say it's mahomes you want to say it's josh allen put any of them back there with donald and miller and that that front just feasting at the end of that game and you tell me what you think is going to happen um i'm not trying to tell you garoppolo is a great quarterback but he had what two touchdown passes in the game and they've got a lead. And if Tart, Chkowski Tart can squeeze a pop-up from Stafford, then maybe maybe the outcome's different. And guess what? Maybe it's not because the Niners weren't doing much good on offense there in the end of this game. I just I just think that, that Garoppolo is framed in a way that suggests that he's why they lose games mm-hmm. and why why they run into a like a, a ceiling. I, I don't agree with that. I think it's a collective. He limits them. Absolutely. Do they win games because of him? No. So can you say that he hampers them? Perhaps. But we'll see on Trey Lance. Maybe I'm totally wrong here. And maybe Trey Lance is absolutely the answer. 
and and we'll see it next year. Um, but Shanahan, I think, was stubborn for a reason this year. We talked about it. He's, he told you after that Texans game that Lance started and won. If, if Garoppolo can go next week, he's going and he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think in, in particular that last play where there was not a quarterback on earth that was going to do anything in the, in the face of that pressure, to hang that on him like they lost because of Garoppolo, I think feels unfair. I don't, I, I just wonder, do you, do you, where, where do you land on that? Um, yeah, I, 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 I side with you. Uh, the guy's out there giving me all he can. He's giving his team the best chance to win. Obviously he's made some mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, but I've said this about the Niners and that's why I love watching them. And I love everything about them is they fully admit that your quarterbacks are probably going to be better than theirs. And they don't give a because they're going to line up every snap and they're going to come after you. And that's why I thought what was so impressive of what the Rams did yesterday was that week 18 game where they come out storming and then slowly but surely the Niners just start wearing them on the run game and, and, and Mitchell's getting more yards in, in that second half. That didn't happen yesterday. No, it didn't. The Rams, the Rams answered every single time. And that's, I think the one thing that, that, frustrates me about the Rams is they have guys that do their own thing a lot on the field. And through the course of a season, that stuff gets exposed. And you always think about the idea of a team. And and that's why I don't think McVay gets enough credit for what he does. Look at the egos in that locker room and look at how they played when it counted yesterday. Every single guy was dialed in. And that's a tribute to that coaching staff, man, because it was awesome to watch. Donald called them together there, and you could see. Yep. That's a, that, as I said about, uh, I think it was, I said about Baylor all through last season. When the whistle blows at the pool for Adult Swim, every single one of those guys gets to stay in the pool. Yeah. That's, that's a bunch of men. And Donald's in the middle of them, giving them like a Braveheart speech or something. And like the Niners, I don't think, got a yard after that speech. They didn't get a first down, that's for sure. And that drive that I gave Garoppolo credit for leading in week 17, where they went the length of the field to score the touchdown. Well, that wasn't happening yesterday, brother. No, um, they needed three. They needed three to keep playing. Uh, I was convinced that that was going to happen. Like just, just run a toss to Debo and do it again. 19. My God, what a year that guy had just an, inc- an incredible football player. Seeing him and Odell Beckham jr. And that level of respect was, I, I, I just, you would know better. You've lived through stuff like that. Just the levels of respect. Uh, it is just that I find that really, really awesome. Um, and I think all credit to the Rams and, and it's again, again, credit to Stafford. Was he great all game long? No, but on third downs, they were 11 of 18 and look at the, look at the touchdown throws. Where did he throw them? Third and 13 to cup in the back of the end zone, third down to cup again, to, to, to get him back to, I want to say even, um, it was, it was just the money down over and over and over again. Stafford was spectacular. And, you know, here's a guy that never won a playoff game in his life because he was in Detroit and he gets to a Rams team. That's, you know, as, as everyone said all year, they, they mortgaged the future, put all their chips in the middle and now they got a home game for the Super Bowl, So it worked. Yes. And I, I go back to what the, again, what the Rams did. I give them all the credit because it's 17, seven and you're reeling. You have, you can't kick a field goal. You got to go down and get a touchdown. And they show, I don't know if they showed it on the broadcast, but right then Fox on the feed that we have here at work, Donald is just laying in his team and he's taking a drink of water and he's spitting it out and finally gets up and calls everybody over. And the idea of what the Rams had to do and did was just awesome. And then it has that Michigan, Ohio state feel to me is, you know, the only way to do it is to beat this team and there's no more times to get around it. You're, you're down 10 points in the second half. You're in your own building. You have to go silent count because the faithful are there letting you know that they're they're going to get in the stadium. And the Rams did it. And God damn, that's got to feel good, man. Got to feel good. Yeah, uh, has, it's, it has, has to. to. Has to. So, I mean, and McVeigh and, and Shanahan, as everybody knows, they were part of this Washington staff under Gruden, as was LaFleur. Uh, excellent job here organizationally letting all three of those minds get out of the building. Great job guys. Um, but like, you know, if you're buddies, you know, and you work together and now we go head to head and you got me six straight, that's going to bother me. 
Yeah, that's going to bother me. It's going to stick in my craw quite a bit. And they're like, to your point, they're down 10 and there's more people in red shirts in the stadium than there are blue. And it reeling is felt, felt apt. It felt like uh, it felt like a now or never moment, right? Like if we're going to do this, this is the time. Cause if, yeah. cause, cause not only, not only if we, if, if we win, we get another game, but we get another game here. We get a home game in the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Truly. This is it. And rising to meet those moments is what not athletics is what life is about. Uh, but and this one's way more real because last year they couldn't allow capacity fans like this one is interesting. And I still don't buy it because it's L.A. and it's such a corporate event. But like this one, this will be weird. This what one do you mean? will be weird. just the idea of seeing the Rams play in their home field like last in a, year. You know, in a Tampa, Super Bowl. Yeah, in a Super Bowl. After winning the week before, like it's that's that's crazy. Can the Bengals O line protect um, protect Burrow? I mean, we 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 saw what Tennessee did, and we saw what the Rams did once they got that. Like, there's blood in the water on Sunday. I mean, can can they keep Burrow upright? Yes, they can. Uh, two weeks is huge. Uh, great news to to hear about Uzama, Agreed. who might have a chance to play. That's huge because of what he does in the short passing game for the Bengals. And then I look at the guy, other tight end, like Drew Sample, like he's more of a blocker. So if he had to play, you know, wide to start the game, then you lose one of your personal protectors that you could use in protection. Um, but I think Cincinnati's offensive staff has, has shown enough where they could, they can assemble a, a game plan to, to offset that. The, 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 I don't want to say the problem, but, the main point of that is is you got to keep the Rams honest, and that means you got to run the football. And I just look at how San Francisco really struggled. Um, now that could be a familiarity thing, and I think that Mixon Mixon's got the goods. We know that he's as talented as there is. And how can they get him in space, whether it's between the tackles or maybe outside? Um, that that's a key. If, if the Bengals can. If the Bengals run the football, they're going to win the game. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind because when you can keep the defense honest and they can't load up knowing how good and front-end talented the Rams' D-line is, Bengals got some guys, man. They, I mean, they can win on the outside at every position. And can you give them enough time? You, I think nine's shown you that he could get the ball to him. So that's the thing. Can they keep him honest enough? Because, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is good as there is, but he likes to gamble. Those safeties have been making plays all playoffs, but they are gamblers. They will take risks, and I know Cincinnati will see that and, and try to and exploit that as long as nine has time. It's amazing that, that this is where we end up at no point in this season, contemplating what I thought we'd get to, did, did it was this what it was, you know, at no point. And it's impossible not to sit here and go backwards and think Green Bay makes one play. They're just fractionally better in special teams. Mm -hmm. They're hosting the Rams. I sense my, my sense is that, that they'd be going to the Super Bowl. Like if Buffalo gets one stop, they're they're hosting Cincinnati, and I don't know that Al. And, and these this is just what you do in your mind. Exactly. Of, yeah. of of course, Cincinnati could could have won in Buffalo, but I would have I would have bet that Allen would have. And you get a Buffalo Green Bay. That could it in my brain. How far away was that from happening? Well, mm -hmm. a play and a play. And neither of them even made it to this week to have the chance to play for the Super Bowl. And, it, and San Francisco fans, are, I'm sure, thinking, well, no, 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 well, we won that game. And if Tart catches the ball, we're in it. Yep, you're right. And Kansas City fans are going, well, hold on. We won that game. And if Kelsey, I mean, if Mahomes sees Kelsey and, and, and fires it to him right there on the goal line, we get that touchdown, then it's, it's San Francisco and Kansas City running it back from a couple of years ago. And any of these combinations over the past few weekends – could have created a game, all of which would have been, you know, entertaining. We'd have all watched this Super Bowl. It's just, I can't process a day later that it's the Bengals and the Rams uh, in the Super Bowl. I really can't. But 
you know, it's awesome for both teams that it is. Uh, and now we've got two weeks in between to see if this uh, Brady news becomes official. We're waiting Sweet. on that. Sweet. I, I, I don't know what to say about Brady. Like, I don't either. You know, I don't, like, I, I, I don't either. When, when I came said, in, you said tonight, he said tonight, he's going through the process. Yes. So I think it's going, here's my, here's my guess going through the process, dot, 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 of putting together one of those kick-ass videos I do where I say goodbye the way I want to. The fact that you, the fact that for the first time ever, he started talking about seeing light at the end of the tunnel. And I mean, just a life that didn't have to do with this. You start talking about it. That means it's got to be so much more real than anybody than it has been yet. And at some point, and I made this point with Wickersham on sports interview that I've known Tiger since he was a freshman at Stanford. You know, it was, he saw life through one lens forever. And then, all right, you're a guy with a fused back and a bald spot. Then you got two kids and Sam and Charlie that you want them to see dad do it once. And then you do it and you go, you know what? That's it. I'm good. Brady got to do it at 43 and Florida with a different team proved that it wasn't just the coach. My guess is there's a big part that goes, you know what? I'm good. Mm-hmm. And at some point we all not grow up. I'm not suggesting Brady or Woods had to grow up, but at some point we all just, hopefully if you're lucky, you get to see the world through a different lens that doesn't just, it's not a mirror. You're not just looking back at yourself and you see other people before you see yourself. And then, then I think you can become who it is you're supposed to be. Uh, that has nothing to do with being a great quarterback or a golfer or whatever. You can be, you can be the, the person that you, that you aspire to be. Um, Cause I would think it'd be really difficult to be the best version of yourself for other people. If you have given what you have to pour into being the best at your job, to be the best quarterback in the NFL, to be the best golfer in the world. Like there ain't enough room in the day to be the best for others. If, if, if you're trying to be the best in the world at a singular pursuit like that. So two weeks to figure that out. All right. We can change gears. What do you got? College basketball. All right. Yeah. You and I are going to, you say you and I are going to do a snake draft to, <laughs> to draft teams. Who's going to win the national title. Uh huh. Would you rather have the first picked and then you get the fourth or would you rather have the second and third? Hmm. Two and three for sure. Yeah. Well, there's to me, there's no one. All right, who's you're drafting one? Who's your one? I still like Purdue, man. I, I really do. I love them. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> die on this hill because I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. <laughs> Big Ted Scotty. No, nah, it's not it at all. I'm Matt, I'm a map painter. I'm a map painter apologist. Yeah. Uh they're up 20 and they they needed an Ivy miracle shot to, to yeah. beat Ohio State. All credit to Coach Holtman and uh, the Buckeyes for fighting back in that one. Uh, well, then that, okay, then yeah, that means I get Gonzaga and Duke at 2 3. Wow, you would take Duke that high? Just to piss you off. Just to I don't want I don't want them. I don't I, I think there's after last after last weekend, I might I might take Kentucky. Exactly. That I'll say this, man. Like Kansas has messed around this year a bunch, and they had a stretch where they managed to win. They won a home game at Iowa State, crazy last possessions. They won a game in Norman that it was, they ended up winning by three, could have gone either way. They won a game in Manhattan where they had raced like a, I want to say it was a 15 point deficit and ended up winning. I don't know how they did that, but Kentucky went into Fog Allen and beat the brakes off of them. That never happens. Mm-mm. And I mean, it's Kansas fans roll their eyes because every big 12 fan says, you know, hey, if you go in there, it's five on eight because the refs and whatever. <laughs> it's it's a tough place to play for a road team, mostly because it's a great environment and it's typically a bunch of pros and a very well-coached team. You just never see them get beat like that. No, I think Kentucky opened a lot of people's eyes with that one. Uh, just because it's about ceiling. And if you play to that ceiling, 
then sure. Could they win six? Sure. You and I did this the other night and you, you just, it was rapid fire, but it was like, yeah. could this, could this team win the tournament. Could this team win the tournament? And what do we end up with? Like 15 that I said yes to. Yeah. I think you were around 12. I had 15. It's, it's just, and what happens for me is I'm really being a stickler here and saying, can I, can I mentally, yeah. can I say, yes, you can win six games. Cause let me tell you, I root for a team that did it once and that's I'm good for life because it happened in my life. It's really hard to do. This is the same thing we're talking about with Kansas city. You know, it's hard to win. It's really hard to win. And it's even harder if you got to win six in a row uh, or you don't win a title, but that is interesting. I two, two, three. I mean, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the two Pac-12 teams who I think are really good. We haven't mentioned a team who is not going to get a lot of uh, notoriety because they got buried when they finally made the Final Four last year. But you can you can see them doing things, and that's Houston. I mean, I love team, them. They'll they, line they, up with anybody. They lost their top two scores. They don't blink. They no. they play so hard. They play. They they're so. They, again, speaking of adults, they're just go get it. Offensive rebound, defend. I I love Calvin Sampson's team. It's just it's just a toughness, a mindset of toughness that's yep. evident when they play. Um, Big Twelve is loaded. We know that. I wonder though. I I I, I taking one game in forty minutes and making it an indictment of a conference. I refuse to do that. No, it's just seeing Kansas play, and and, and maybe part of it is that. You're playing close game, tough game after tough game after tough game. At which point Kentucky would say, oh, I'm sorry. We don't do that in the SEC. You absolutely do. You absolutely do. I'm just saying that Kansas was in like the Texas Tech game on, I think it was Big Monday last week, went to double overtime. Yeah. It's just you you constantly living with these narrow margins where you're having a battle, having a battle, having a battle. Um, Kentucky just, they just, what did they have, 50 at half? That was just, I couldn't believe that score. Um. Yeah, it was like 50 to 30 or something. It was yeah. just insanity. But they joined they joined the list of, of contenders. You're telling me you take Purdue one. I think I think so. I I'm I know it's the wrong decision. It is, but um, I don't care. I love them. I I I'd be if you didn't take him, I'd I'd take him on general principle. Like Alabama's not ranked this week. I, I do think they can win a national title. I do. Well, you know why they could? Put it this way: they'd have they'd be better on the second weekend than the first. If they're going to lose to somebody, they're going to lose to a they're going to lose to a thirteen or a seven or or whoever the hell the math is. I'm not good at figuring out. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. They've lost to Missouri and somebody Georgia. else and Georgia. I mean, we they love beat Gonzaga and Baylor. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Show me a resume. Like, I mean, when the committee sits down and goes, "All right, what do we do with Alabama?" Well, uh, they beat two of our one seeds. Uh, but they lost to teams that are in the two hundreds. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do with them. But uh, your points well taken. I mean, if you can beat if you can beat Gonzaga and Baylor, then you could win six games because that's who you'd have to beat on the second weekend or the third. Thursday night, eight o'clock, ESPN rematch. This time it's at McHale, UCLA, Arizona. Will be awesome. Arizona cannot play as bad as they did the other night. They no, can't. they well, I mean, they're averaging like ninety that something. Be, that place will be juiced up. Yeah, McHale will be ready to roll. Give mm. give UCLA credit; they were ready to roll. They, no they look they look like a team that they're not. They weren't new to it. They were they were prepared for a fight, and they they shot it great to start, and and they they got a big win. But they got uh, everything you want too. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, that that they were on our list for sure of a team that mm-hmm. could uh, could oh, win yeah. six games and, and could win a title. I mean, I think it would go without saying. Um, on the way out, I have something, Steve. I don't hate, but I'm very confused by. Oh. I think we could, I think, Schwink, I think what we could do here is do the Taylor Twelman drop where we just play, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? When there's something I don't hate, but I need to know what are we doing, I want to know, what are we doing? That's me imitating Twelman. What are we doing? When did it become not enough for a team to hire a coach and a general manager? But they needed you to see that general manager and coach pull up to the facility and get out of the car and walk into the building, maybe with musical accompaniment. And when slow motion. 
for sure. Cause it's super dramatic. If it's like, cause it's like time to go to work. Exactly. They're not saying this, but in the, in, in, if you were going to really take it next level, your, your social media teams, Chicago bears, New York giants would be like, it's time to go to work. G-Man. New York Here giant we- football. Pew, 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 pew. And Come on. At, and we're at work before you are. We come to work early because we have several draft picks and we have to figure out who we're going to take so that for the first time in the last six years, we don't suck. I mean, <laughs> come on. What? I don't, I get that this is this, this is the existence we've carved out for ourselves where unless it's videotaped and shared on social media, it's not, it's not a life worth living. But, but I mean, Brian Dable could have just pulled up in his big honking truck Walked in, sat down, looked at a whiteboard and said, all right, what do we got here? Let me look at our contracts. What are what we committed pick, what to? What picks do we have? We got a couple of top 10 picks. Can we move them? What, we, what do we need? Ooh, a lot. Well, how are we going to address that? What does our free agent board look like? I mean, get with your new GM. And I, that's, I mean, and we know that's what they're doing. And I understand the social media teams. This is just what they're sort of charged with doing, trying to drum up the excitement but I've said this a million times about college football coaches. Nothing is easier to generate than fake optimism when it comes to a new coach. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are you going to do on defense, Steve? You're going to fly to the ball. 11 to the ball. Play to the whistle. What are you going to do on offense? We're going to play with some pace. We're going to go fast. We're going to be aggressive. All right. We're going to be aggressive and fast and on defense. We're flying to the ball with 11. We're, we're going to win it all. We'll never lose. Send out some tweets of like video of, I don't know, highlights back in the day. Get Lawrence Taylor screaming, G-Men. You'll believe, and you can convince yourself. There's some, they're like, and I'm not picking on you, but like, the Texas football social media team is tremendous. Every year I see their social media stuff. It's incredible. The facilities, the jerseys, the gear, the guys, they're working out. They got a zillion five stars. And you watch the social media stuff. And again, I, I just, Texas is off the top of my head. You could pick any number of these teams that you create this social media buzz. It has nothing to do with whether your football team's any good or not. Nothing. But it's like, yeah. You guys see that? You see Dable walking in? Yeah. That was awesome. I send a video of him out smashing like Wendy's at lunch. Yeah. Do that. At the convenience store, buying a log of skull mint. <laughs> so, so he's not going to leave his, his office for a week. Let me see that. A big styrofoam cup filled with dip spit. <laughs> As he's running back the all 22, you're looking at the stuff. Send that out. That's what coaches do. Eating They're a good third. place with subs around here. Order them up. <laughs> exactly. Eat, eating their fourth sub sandwich lunch slash dinner of the week. Sun chips all over the floor. Big gulp cups. I hope this is the one that has a drink in it and not dip spit. Like, that's the life of a coach. That's what they All the box. I don't know where any of my, is my, where's my, is my family here yet? I, I sleep in at a Fairfield Inn. That's, that's, that's the life of a coach. <laughs> You want to send out real life tweets? Probably not as sexy. I just, I just am confused by all that. I guess I'm not confused. I just don't think that it's necessary. But in the end, that's 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 what that's what we do now. Mm. I'm gonna start sending out videos of me when I go to work. No, I'm gonna video. I'm gonna be waiting for you when you get out of your car every night. Slow motion. Yeah, I'll blow the I'll blow the smoke out like freezing cold. I want you guys to. I'm here late at night working for you, America, trying to entertain you. Yeah, maybe we'll do it when when we're leaving at like four in the morning. Just, just like looking. I hope, I hope my car starts. I've been grinding all night. It's below zero. I'll pull out my, I'll, I'll pull out my jacket like the Superman and be like bad, bad beats. <laughs> Slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. All right. That's. Uh, I got some. Wait. Not the end. What? Steve and I have lengthy lists talk about this guy or this thing or this whatever once a week one thing a week here's what i hate i got something i hate oh 
Let's end it on. Let's. I was confused, and Steve hates some. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Cochran. I hate that I'm not going to be here for the show Thursday night, Scott. Wait, what? Yeah. What? The boss. What? Boss what got doing? me going out to Las Vegas to do NH- NHL All Star Weekend. You you don't hate that? I hate that. <laughs> How, are you staying out there all weekend? Yes. F- you. <laughs> are you staying at JV's? No. All right. It's a work trip. We got skills competition Friday, game Saturday. What do what you do? What are you not? You're not like a correspondent. You're not going to be filing reports. Helping, helping behind the scenes. To do what? Go eat buffet and play craps. Well, I don't know if the buffets are open. I bet the craps tables are. <laughs> I get a dollar yo. Um, oh, so you hate you hate that you won't be here Thursday. I hate but that you're going to be out. I hate that I'm going to be out there without you. Mm-hmm. That's just because the last time I was there with you, we had a sort of a joint trip, and then you decided to extend your stay another 48 hours. I think that was a bad decision in retrospect. I th- Can I just last thought for, God, for uh, we're boarding. Are you coming? No, nah, I'm, I'm nope. good. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to just got room service. Yeah, I just ordered some French toast. Got another marker. Can I tell you all something? Everybody that's been to Vegas knows, but any of you youngsters, just listen to your old Uncle Scott. When your flight is boarding, get on the plane. Okay? Because when you stay, terrible things happen. If you're on a hot streak, it's over. Mm. If you're up, Whatever the number is, if it's if two hundred dollars seems like a lot, if two thousand, if twenty thousand, if you got several commas and whatever, whatever that number is, staying will ensure that it, it is reduced significantly. Mm. So get on the plane. <laughs> it's time to go home. Okay. That that dancer you met, she doesn't like you. Okay, she she doesn't. She's not coming to meet you later. You're up, whatever you're up. It's time to go. Steve will be there Thursday, and he he hates it. Mm-hmm. Sure he does. What I hate is Steve. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs>